Welcome to our Think Kingdom podcast. This week, Pastor Antoine kicks off our new series, Pause. Let's hear what God's Word has for us from lead pastor Antoine Lasseter. We're going to be focusing on just pausing. Um, if you think about it, um, we are at a frantic pace. All of us, most of us, if not all of us. Um, scientists say that daily we are confronted with 74 gigabytes of information every day. I want you to think about that. 74 gigabytes of information comes to us every day. The, the, the irony of it is that a little over five centuries ago, a person who was well-learned, a person who had uh, hit a status of uh, scholarship or somewhat importance in their lifetime, they estimate in their lifetime that they would have access to 74 gigabytes of information in their lifetime. And so you put this in contrast today, we are literally flooded with 74 gigabytes of information per day. So I want you to just get that in context. Now, if we're constantly being flooded with information, we're constantly feeding ourselves information, how much more difficult is it to hear from God if 74 gigabytes of information is flooding our minds daily. And so what happens when we uh, either get in trouble or need something extra, we try to hear from God while he's competing with 74 gigabytes of information that we feed ourselves every day. Uh, Bilbo Baggins from the Lord of the Rings said this. He says, I feel a need a holiday, a very long holiday. As I have told you before, why? I feel all thin, sort of stretched, if you know what I mean, like butter that has been scraped over too much bread. That can't be right. I need a change or something. The prophet Bilbo Baggins is prophesying where most of us are. Lord, I need either a little bit more butter or I need less bread, but something got to change. Something got to change, Reverend. So the more I put out my hands on stuff, the more stretched I become. I have this thing that I have to get stuff done. That is how we acquire the American dream, right? I mean, we keep going and going and going, and many of us have run out of butter. Ain't no butter left, Reverend. And so um, I believe that through everything, that it's one simple word, pause. I didn't tell you to stop. There's a difference because when we're at our breaking point, that's when we stop. That was never the design. The design isn't to stop. The design is to pause. And so uh, 
What's interesting is I was talking, I told my dad, I said, hey, dad, you need to watch online. And so I got to use you, dad. I love you. Um, my dad, literally, Tiffany, took a vacation so he can get work done. He took a vacation so he can get work done. And working, he pulled something in his back. And last night I told him, I bet you stop now. Because sometimes God has a way of allowing us to come and overextend ourselves because for some of us, that's the only way we'll take a break. I know people who work seven days a week. How? How, Reverend? Scripture says it's in vain to wake up early and, and go to, to wake up early and be up all night. So there is an end to yourself. And I believe that God designed these ends. Some of us won't rest until we are forced to. And the great pause of 2020, aka COVID-19. I don't know where we are in COVID-19. Sometimes I go to bed with my mask on. I just don't know where we are. I'm sorry, I'm drifting. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Get me back on course. There are moments when we all need to hit the pause button because life races on. Marriages, the spouses become roommates because the only thing you share is the bed because you ain't got time to share anything else. No conversation, no communication, because you're getting it. And so what we sometimes, if we're not careful, we lose the joy and purpose of it. We lose the joy and purpose of what marriage is supposed to be, what our children is supposed to be. What we even love to do becomes a chore because our butter is spread too thin. And we'll keep adding stuff to our already full plate. And now you got this tension within you. And then it distorts the reason why you started this journey in the first place. In a few short weeks, school is about to start. And all the parents said, they start speaking in tongues over school. Thank you. Uh, which means vacations are winding down. And the, the pastor said, amen. <laughs> So things are winding down on one end, but things are winding up on the other. And most of us have this daily routine that is so stacked, there's no room for margins. Frustrations come when you get that unscheduled phone call or that impromptu meeting. And the result is we want to withdraw, we want to hide. And if you throw into the mix that, that check engine light, that you got on the way to work. I mean, it's like, man, it's, if it ain't one thing, it's, uh, y'all about to help me preach. Thank you. I missed my pulpit. So what about the unexpected bill? Life can get out of hand so quickly. And then there's so much noise daily, constantly. There are just too many appointments. I have three calendars. Ridiculous. And we overcommit ourselves to others while we neglect our own souls. 
And here's what I want to let you know, beloved. Everything ain't the devil. But when your soul is weary, everything feel like the devil. This red light ain't nothing but the devil. No, actually it's not. So Psalms 127 and 2, it's, it's useless for you to work so hard from early morning until late at night and anxiously working for food to eat. For God gives rest to his loved ones. And then we are in this mode of working and working and acquiring and storing up. And again, everything with balance. We're storing up all of this stuff in the storehouse and not able to enjoy what we're storing up. The quieting of our souls isn't something that we're taught. Kids these days, now, I feel like an old man. I am, but not really. I'm somewhere in in between. It's called middle-aged. So the quieting of our souls isn't something that we are taught. We even teach our kids, and we teach our kids to stay active, and they don't even know how to be bored because we keep them so active. Psalms 46 and 10 says, be still. Stop right there. We can't even be still enough to be still. See what I did there? Be still and know that I am God, which implies that this hurriedness and this frantic pace that we're on is treating us like we're God. Be still and know that I am God. But it's hard to be still when everything around us is moving. And it feels like the matrix, that if we don't slow things down, then everything is either moving around us or moving at us. And he tells us to be still. But surely it wasn't written to us. I mean, think about your availability and your access. Okay, so I can be on Facebook and see the little green light, and it says you're online, so I can hit you on Messenger. You don't answer in Messenger because you're just up there doing a couple things, and so, you know what, I could call you, uh, or I can email you, or I can text you, or I can try FaceTime. There's always access to us. but we don't use that same access to God. Okay, but that's not, that's going ahead. So things aren't just bad. Things aren't just bad. These are not just bad things. Sometimes they're good things. The same Holy Spirit in the book of Acts that came in like a mighty rushing wind can also be a gentle breeze. But most of us equate being busy with getting things done. But sometimes God is doing the most in us when we are not in a hurry at all. He slows us down. I went to uh, Chicago, and if uh, you walk close enough with me, you know that was an adventure. Um, So I went to Chicago, and before before we left the city, we were stuck on a plane for two and a half hours on the tarmac. I lost my salvation several times. But there was an urgency with the guy that was sitting beside me because he had a connecting flight. 
And he, he was just, it was so nervous where I could take him stand up. And I got my headphones on. He just, I'm, I'm blasting music. I got noise cancellation. I can't hear you. He's like this. So I was like, what? He was like, I got a connecting flight. And so, hey, this is your captain speaking. Uh, we don't know how long the delay is, so we're going to park the plane. <gasps> Sir, could you please be seated? I got somewhere to be. Everybody on the plane got somewhere they want to be, Reverend. But this is what happens, that there are things beyond our control that will cause us to pause. And when we get to that point, we need to see what we need to learn because it's in the pause that God can speak. I remember we had now, we, we, we played a year ago, we played a little kid's game called uh, kickball. Now, kickball was an utter disaster um, for this church, and we no longer play kickball because of, let's just say, the Jess incident of 2021. But there was a moment that Jess, um, our hostess, she moves from Oregon to Canapolis, uh, and we are her new church family, and she wants to be a part, and, you know, we play kickball. And depending on whose story that you uh, listen to, uh, she just blew her knee out. All her plans were put on pause. What was God trying to do with her in that season that she couldn't do much? And I believe that's the sort of a recipe, if you will, for all of us, that we, we had our plans, man plans, but God directs. And so what are you like needing God to do that's urgent and right now? And he says, nah. And, and so this is the challenge. The challenge is that the word selah, which means pause, take a break, is found 71 times in, the, in Psalms. And we have gotten so uh, uh, intellectual, we don't even actually do it, we just read the word. And many of us, that's how we treat scripture. We don't even pause and reflect what we read, it's I finish reading. And so God, want, man, I, 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 Tiffany, I got this anxiousness about me because I feel like I should be further ahead. But, but in, in between, there seems to be pauses. It's like when you don't pay for Hulu and you got to do the ads and it's like, man, it's getting good. It's like, we'll be back. <laughs> it's a pause. And it's in the pause, Mike that the seeds that God has given you is germinating. It's in the pause where um, the marriage is strengthened because uh, all of us have the same testimony. I am not where I want to be. I should be so much further along, but God says, really? It's in the pause. We rush to the next, the next book, the next point. Our message is, I'm just as guilty uh, about completing a sermon series instead of pausing and reflecting on it. 
we become mothers. It's just busy, busy, and we're so busy serving that we forget why we're serving and who we're serving. Pause. We fail to reflect long enough to actually think, to spend time with, to simply pause. And here's the problem. Pausing doesn't mean filling a space with stuff or entertainment. It means to simply do that. Pausing enough to breathe, to take in, to enjoy, to reflect, to ponder, to pray, to press in, to experience the experience. And many of us, we even record experiences without experiencing it. The heck is wrong with us? I'm having the time of my life. Look at this. Hey, guys. Yeah, yeah. Can you just enjoy the moment? Pausing is pursuing peace, not escape. Pausing is seeking contentment, not complacency. Pausing is preparation for what's next, not avoiding dealing with the now. Pause. There isn't a stop button that we can press for life. Life goes on with or without your participation. Here's a newsflash. We can stop working and the bill's still going to find us. We can stop working out and trust me, this is mine. And that flag will continue to pursue you. And for those of us who are undisciplined, eventually being undisciplined catches up with us. There isn't a stop button. And here's another problem, Tiffany. There isn't a rewind button either. I grew up in a time, you know, I, look, I grew up in a time streaming. Streaming? It was four channels. And if you missed it, tough on you. It was no, it, there, there, there was no, like, oh, I'm going to catch it next week. There was no next week. I mean, it was. You know what I'm saying. It wasn't a rewind button. So here's, here's a newsflash for you. You can't undo what was done. And there isn't a fast forward button either. Like, I am so impatient now that I'm watching a something, movie, television show, and I forward to the end so I can see how it's going to end and then go back. What kind of foolishness is that? I was going to play a game with, with uh, Chris on his, on his PlayStation, and um, the game was taking so long to load, <laughs> I was like, forget it. I was living this message out this week and didn't know it. See, there's no fast forward button that we can just leap past the parts of our life we don't want or like. And here's the crazy part. We can't even speed up the process. Pausing allows us to take spiritual account, to reflect, to see where we are and where we are headed. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to pause for a moment. You sit in silence in the middle of a message and reflect, think, breathe in. Everything I said for the last 13 minutes.
We're just going to do that. We're going to pause. Ask Holy Spirit, what do I need to get from this? Ask Holy Spirit, what do I need to take from this? What do I need to do with this? Where am I in this message? Am I trying to fast forward stuff? Am I trying to stop? Am I trying to rewind, living in the past? Talk to the Holy Spirit. Let's pause for a minute. For those of us who are not used to pausing, that felt like an eternity. So I remember when I went to the city, um, I'd never been before, I, I used Google Maps and put it in my, my, my phone and my destination. And um, now while I was driving, I wasn't staring at Google Maps, but there were moments that I would drive and I would just glance over Google Maps to make sure I was still headed according to where the navigation was leading me. But I didn't live in a navigation. I just, you know, glanced at it. And occasionally, um, so I did some intermittent pausing to, to make sure, hey, yeah, I'm on, yes, I'm on, yes, yes. I got five miles on here. So I'm, I'm driving, and um, sometimes I got a warning that there was, like, traffic ahead or there was some, like, construction. Other times I didn't. Um, but I trusted the GPS, the navigation, was uh, more familiar with the area than I was. So I submitted to the GPS, even though sometimes I was questioning, this thing don't know where it's going, but I, I, I didn't know where it was going, so I just had to trust that the GPS did. And so I knew it knew more than me, so I just trusted it. And there are tools we can use and we have at our disposal to help navigate uncharted territories like the GPS. And sometimes the recalculating the route was taking longer than what I wanted it to. And I became very anxious because as I'm traveling, it says recalculating route because obviously I missed the turn. And here's the challenge to that. In, in the midst of being redirected or rerouted, I continued driving. Now, I didn't drive with as much confidence because I was waiting to, for the GPS to catch up to where I thought I was. But I didn't stop in the middle of the road either. I kept driving. And sometimes um, we got to be careful that we, and, and every analogy breaks down, but we got to make sure that we're pausing long enough to make sure that we're actually on the right path. And so oftentimes we pause in here, these four walls, but not out there. This is the time that we, we, we reconnect with Christ, we reconnect with each other, we worship, but you don't have a worship band out there. And so what happens in here must be taken out there. But what we learn in here must be applied out there. It does us no good to drive carelessly Monday through Saturday. And then on Sundays, we drive cautious. It's pausing. So here's some questions I want you to ask yourself this week. Number one, 
what is truly important. Number two, what needs to be eliminated. What is missing? What is draining me? What is distracting me? What is discouraging me? Because clarity can come through simply pausing. And there's nothing wrong with silence. Being still is like taking a spiritual deep breath because pausing is necessary. The pace that many of us are working is unsustainable. And the chaos we have grown accustomed to is shaping us in ways it was never intended. To pause is to give ourselves time, time to process. If not, we repeat what we do not repair. You will repeat what you don't repair if you don't give yourself pause. Daniel chapter 7, verse 25. I've never seen this verse. I read Daniel several times, but this is so crazy to me. He would speak words against um, the Most High. Um, he's talking about the, the Antichrist, um, the enemy. But um, in that version, it says, uh, the Most High, and oppress the Holy Ones of the Most High. Here's what um, that oppress means, that word oppress in there. It means to wear out. Many of us are being worn out. You're serving. Yeah, you're in position. But without pausing, you can't and won't get the life that God intended you and I to live. If you hear, I feel prophetic in the sense of that the Lord wants you to get your life back. And to take control of the 74 gigabytes of information that's flooding your thoughts daily. And complain, myself included, Lord, why don't you speak? And the Lord is saying, turn out all this other stuff and you will hear me. Pause. When you are worn out, that makes you more vulnerable. Ask Esau. Esau was entitled being the firstborn for the birthright. But he got tired. And he sold his birthright, his privilege, his right, because he was worn out. What are you selling out because you worn out? It's like, we're so tired. I can't go one conversation with, y'all going to stop it now because I'm saying it. That's messed up. But I can't go one conversation without people saying, I'm so tired. How you doing, man? Joy, Lord, is my strength. Blah, blah, blah. Honestly, I'm tired. So I know that your mothers, these mothers that's among us, they need respite. And men, you need rest. And there are seasons where we got to do what we got to do. But brother, how long is this season for you? And we're asking God, to end the season without discerning that it's actually up to us. So this is the introduction. Please stand and let's read the focus of this sermon series, um, which is Psalms 23. Now, 
We're going to read this together. And over the next few weeks, we're just going to look at Psalms 23. And we're going to see what God wants us um, to see. Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I have what I need. Stop. I you to hear that. Because each week, we're going to go a little deeper into these psalms. But I, I, I want you to pause. We're going to pause. We're going to read it. Now, I want you to be honest with God. Because some of us have read that last part, and we don't agree with it. Can, 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 oh, I'm sorry. Can we be real? How many times are we going to read scriptures that we don't believe? How many, how many, how many more? How, we got to pause and stop. Because I believe what he says is true. So if he said it, it's true. And so I don't want us to keep reading if I feel like it's not true for me. I am not going to be a part of a church that continues to be taught on this end, and it's we become these experts. And people are reading scriptures they don't believe, and we don't pause enough to say, Lord, I don't see you meeting my need. God can deal with hard questions. For some of us, our prayer is simple, Dion. How long? And, 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 and here we do, this is what we do. I, I'm, look, I'm the chief offender. Oh, just pray. Because the assumption is I wasn't. Pray harder. I fasted until my doctor told me it was no longer medical. I can't. So we're either going to pause and look at Scripture and breathe those Scriptures in because I am betting everything I have on the Holy Spirit. I am not the guarantor of his word. He is. I want you to see what this means because I don't want to get in my message. But he starts off with the Lord. Now, when you look at the Lord in, in uh, Hebrew, it's Yahweh. When Moses goes to the mountain and is introduced to uh, the Lord of the universe, he says, when the people ask me who you are, what should I say? He said, I am. I'm confused, pastor. I am that. I am healer. I am deliverer. I can set the captives free. Like, like the Lord. I don't want us, God help me, and hear my heart, church, I don't want us to keep leaping from one sermon to the next sermon, from one worship experience to all of these things and miss what God is trying to do through us. The Lord. And then we see Yahweh. That look, his name, See, when you see the capital, you see how all letters are capital? His name was so powerful, they dare not mention it. They wouldn't even write it. They would omit letters to give God honor and reverence. And David says, the Lord. And he starts off with these two powerful words, the Lord. The Lord is my shepherd. We're going to unpack this over the next few weeks. The Lord is my shepherd. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to wrestle with these scriptures. The Lord is my shepherd. I have 
what I need. Repeat after me. The Lord is my shepherd. I have what I need. Man. He lets me. Let's go to the next one. Y'all keep up. He lets me lie down in green pastures. Wait. He lets me. Man. He leads me. He lets and he leads. He permits and he promotes. He leads me beside quiet waters. Anybody feel like you beside a troubling stream? He leads me. Listen, I want the life, I want the Holy Spirit to breathe life in his word because for some of us, we don't engage the word because it's not life to us. The word is a lamp, it's a light. The word is the GPS that we all need. He lets me lie down in the green pasture. He leads me beside quiet waters. Oh, check this out. He renews my life. Listen, many of us are praying for relief. Relief is temporary. He restores. He makes the old new. He renews my life. The King James Version says he restores my soul. We are trying to relieve pressure by temporary means. The Lord says, "Uh uh-uh, uh-uh, I do a new thing. I make the old new. Ah, help me, Jesus. He leads me along the right paths. And this is what blew my mind. He leads me along the right paths. Why? For his name's sake, not mine. His name is at stake. And if he calls us the children of God, his name is at stake. You can't mess up God's plan. You ain't bad enough. Remember, we started the, we started the whole thing with the Lord. Oh, God, help me. I feel you, Jesus. I'm getting a little excited. Um, I just, man, uh, uh, verse number four. Even, oh my God. Even when, that means not if, it's going to happen. See, that's why pausing helps prepare us. Because even when I go through, I want you all to hear this. Not if, but when you go through. He says, in the darkest valley. I'm just going to make sure you're in the valley. Uh Uh-uh, I'm talking about the darkest valley. I'm talking about the one that's suffocating darkness. That word is suffocating. It's so dark you can't breathe. That one. He says, I fear no danger. What? What? Because he started off with the Lord. I fear no danger. For why? For you are with me. Your rod and staff. Rod is for protection and provision. It will comfort me. They both comfort me. Verse number five. You. We so busy building tables. And he does that. You prepare a table before me. We keep exalting ourselves. Look what I've done. Look, no, 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 no. He prepares a table before me. Why? In the presence of my enemies, because in this season, even your enemies are going to see you blessed. You anoint my head with oil. Man, are we going to talk about the shepherd, what it means? <clears throat> my cup overflows. Anybody got empty cups? My cup overflows. Verse number six. Oh, listen, this is what I'm talking about. 
only goodness and faithful love will pursue me. Now, here's a, here's a newsflash. You, you and I have a tendency to find trouble. But in God's world, in God's love for us, the thing that's going to pursue us is not trouble, it's goodness and mercy. And that word mercy means faithful love. How many um, be caught? Catch this. It's pursuing us. But some of us won't slow down enough to be caught. All the days of my life. Now, how long is all the days of your life? Trick question. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord as long as I live. He finishes how he started. The Lord, the house of the Lord. It is sandwiched between so much truth. And over the next few weeks, that's what we're going to be looking at. So one more time, we're going to read it together. Yep. We're going to read it. Go back to verse number one. We're going to read it together. And here's what I want you to do. This is your assignment. I want you to meditate on this all week long. And what you are not experiencing in your life, circle it. Write it down. Let's read it together. The Lord is my shepherd. I have what I need. He lets me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He renews my life. He leads me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even when I go through the darkest valley, I fear no danger, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Only goodness and faithful love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord as long as I live. That was Pastor Antoine with our series, Pause. If you are blessed by anything you heard in today's podcast and you feel led to give, Feel free to text the word GIVE to 704-741-3705. And if you are in Charlotte or surrounding areas, come on by and visit us at 465 South Cannon Boulevard in Kannapolis, North Carolina, Sundays at 1033. You can also join us online Sundays on Facebook and YouTube. Be sure to subscribe to us and check us out on Instagram under Think Kingdom. As always, you can go back and hear this message and so many more right here on our Think Kingdom podcast.